0: Hey guys, it's Antiquated Ideas again um, on the 4th of July, or as I like to say, Independence Day, because, and I say that, I like to say Independence Day, because so many uh, companies and everything will, will try and make it seem like, oh, it's just the 4th of July, like they want to uh, downplay the importance of Independence Day. No don't let them do that because it is our independence day and that's the topic of today's podcast <clears throat> you'll have to excuse me i'm sorry um but uh is that uh, i wanted to talk about the the constitution you know independence day self defense all these things and it's more of a rant today because I don't have a script. Um, it's sort of uh, an in between episode. You know, I'm still waiting uh, to get that, that big interview um, where I'm going to have a friend come on. We're going to discuss some things. And I promise you that's in the works. Even if it's a little bit delayed, it's still going to happen. So don't worry about that. Um, now, I'm sorry, you know, I've been a little bit absent. Uh, life is kind of gotten in the way. So I haven't really had too much to talk about, even though there is quite a bit that I'd still like to talk about. So Independence Day, right? You know, I'm sitting here, I'm listening to the fireworks. um, You know, it always makes me think, right? And I feel like that's the, the point of of fireworks on Independence Day is you're supposed to sit and listen, and the fireworks are representative of the sounds of battle that our you know our founding fathers, our ancestors, whoever heard. Now, personally, for me, it's not my ancestors because uh, my ancestors came from Poland um, in majority in the 1900s, early 1900s, late 1800s, you know, so on and so forth. Um, But for a lot of us, it's us Americans who have been here since the 1700s, or maybe a little bit later, you know, like the War of 1812, where we once again fought for our independence. So, I want you guys to remember that, that... Independence Day is supposed to be just that. It's about our independence and remembering that independence was hard fought. It's not that it was easy. It's not that it was just a battle in court. It's not that uh, we spoke to England and they gave us our independence or that our revolution was anything shorter and, and less than an actual revolution. Because... Many people died and were injured and fought, you know, saw horrible, horrible things for this country to come about because they wanted their freedom. They wanted the ability to act within their country as they saw fit and be governed by other people in that country. And that's something that even I think schools miss out on often is the importance of what our independence actually took. And I think that people, specifically media, corporations, schools, so on and so forth, they downplay the significance of our independence and the battles fought for our independence because it took years, you know, it took five, six years for us to actually get our independence. And you might say, oh, well, five or six years or even more, because technically it, it, it was more than that. Um, you might say that, hey, that's not a long time, but you have to remember that if you look at um, an occurrence or an event like World War Two you can pin the majority of world war ii to 1930 uh 1939 to 1940 you know somewhere in that range to 1945 and so you think okay well that's about five or six years and it seems like a long long time but when people think of our independence our our fight for that and the fact that the majority of what we were fighting are fighting our continental army you know people that were fighting as guerrillas as as the minutemen and town watch and and so on uh that this was going on for 5 or 6 years and they think oh well that's pretty short but actually that's that's very wrong because it was a long time And imagine serving in the military for that long of a time, you know, seeing all sorts of major battles, um you know, even if you joined in like 1771 to, to 1776, and that's even to say that, you know, 1776 was not when our struggles ended, because we still had to figure out how to have a proper government in place, and there was a lot of work involved in setting up a new government, so that's something to think about, is that even once our ideals were established under the constitution and mind you it it took over a year uh, possibly more because I'm not going to say that I know definitively how long it took for our constitution to be established Um, but it took a while for that to be put in place and that was a time when the states were kind of acting under their own accordance and under this um, general government you know, the Continental Congress, uh, where things were not certain, they weren't written in stone um, for everyone to follow, and a lot of things were, a lot of people were anxious at the time, because a lot of things were unsaid, and they they were yet to happen, so that's something for everyone to remember, I think, and You know, that's the importance, I think, of our Independence Day on the 4th of July, is to sit here and listen to the fireworks and imagine, you know, you're in a camp or you're on the field and those are bombs going off, that's gunfire going off, you know, the things that Americans have listened to for a long time, you know, not just our revolution, but also you know our civil war the war of 1812 the spanish american war world war 1 you know people on the frontier so on and so forth i mean there have been so many wars that were fought in the name of american freedom and i wouldn't necessarily say that they are fought that way anymore um i i am i heavily detest the wars in the middle east but that's a topic for another time naturally so i just want you guys to remember that as you're sitting here on this night and the next fourth of july you know um and think about that you know and that is i i also want to say that the caveat here is that we might not have that many other independence days there might not be so many that come after this because the state of American affairs is so convoluted. It's really, it's changing a lot. There are a lot of things that could happen, they might happen, they might ha- might not happen, that we have to worry about. So... Just think about that and appreciate the night that you have as you have it because there might not be that many after this and I don't want to go any further into that other than saying that things might happen that we are all forced to deal with and hopefully we rise to the occasion as Americans, and as patriots, people that, that support our Constitution, and people that love the freedoms that we have, and the natural rights that we are given, and want to uphold those, not just for ourselves, but also for our children. And really, I don't want to say any more than that, because I think that you get the idea, and if you don't get the idea, I suggest that you take a deeper look into American politics as they're happening and see what the major rift is in America at the time, why there's unrest. And on top of that, I wanted to talk about the Constitution itself a little bit and say that, you know, there are so many people these days who criticize and want to outright ban our freedoms as we have it or as they were established You know whether that be the freedom of speech, you know, no no quarter for soldiers, um, the the right to uh, having a fair trial and not cruel and unusual punishment, um, and also the right to bear arms, which I think is the major focus at the time. But all of these other rights are very important because what we're seeing in America at the time is that our rights are being relatively systematically stripped away from us. And I say relatively because there's definitely a process to it and there's definitely an agenda by our federal government and by the left. And I wouldn't just say that it's the left, because I think that the right is involved as well. I I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's just the democrats because i also think that the republicans have a hand in it just the same i mean we call them conservatives yet they conserve nothing the only thing that they conserve are laws that really make no sense because that's what they choose to hold on to And while certain conservative politicians might defend our Second Amendment rights, for the most part, it seems like conservative politicians are willing and able to get rid of those rights, to concede on those rights where they should not be conceded. And my major point here is that our founding fathers said... That it was within our duty, not just within our rights, but within our duty to remove an establishment and a government who ends up being authoritative and who takes away our rights. Who takes away the things that we were given by them after they fought a long and bloody war to establish freedom for all of the people in America at the time. And while America has grown, that does not mean that our rights have become any less than they were at the time that this country was founded. Yet, politicians act like these rights are negotiable, and they act like they are above these laws, they're above these rights, when nobody was above the Constitution. Nobody was above federal law, constitutional law, or state law. And I think that's the beauty of it, is that we were afforded the right to assemble, to train, and that means with military weapons. And one of the the major criticisms that I see the left saying is, oh, you and your friends aren't able to take on the federal government alone. And you're right. You know what? If you have that opinion, you are absolutely correct. But what you're not considering is that I'm not alone. Me and my friends are not alone. There are hundreds of thousands of Americans out there who feel the exact same fucking way that I do and are not going to give up our rights that easily. And there are even more Americans who feel the same way but are afraid to express those opinions because we have an authoritarian government. We have an oppressive government. People who are trying to keep us down. People who are trying to keep us from saying those thoughts, from expressing those opinions. And most importantly, from exercising our constitutional rights. I mean, if you look at the way that the, the state versus federal government was established to begin with, it was that the state governments have the ability to interpret the law. They have the ability to establish their own law where the constitution does not. And... More and more people are on the side of an overwhelmingly large federal government. Maybe you feel the same way. And you know what? As an eco-nationalist, I do feel that the federal government should be equal, at least, to the state government. Because I believe that the federal government should provide certain things to the people, you know, whether that be security, whether that be healthcare, education, so on and so forth. And I don't think that everything should be provided by the federal government, because I don't think that the federal government should have absolute power. And neither did the founding fathers. Neither did so many people at the beginning of our foundation of our country they believed in their state you know their loyalty was not to America as a country their loyalty was to their state to their region to their culture and that's the way that it should be I see absolutely no problem if you have a loyalty to your state above the federal government and as a Floridian I would say that, that my loyalty belongs to Florida, not to the federal government of the United States. Because Florida has a much better government than the federal government does. And we have a government that is aimed towards providing the best that they can for Florida. And that's the way that absolutely, that is the way that every single state government should be. And if you live in a liberal state like California, okay, and your state government decides to be more progressive, more liberal, then so be it. That's what the state decides. And outside of federal law, outside of constitutional law, no less, the state is allowed to decide what they will. So if you don't like it, and unfortunately, I know it's not that easy, but if you don't like it, you really should think about leaving to another state, and I know that that's hard to do you know if you live on the if you live on the West coast, there are the majority of the the states um you know washington oregon california they're all very liberal left leaning governments now some states are better than others. I would say that Washington and Oregon are miles ahead of California um except i will say that a major win in california was recently this um the how they uh revoked the ban on quote unquote assault weapons uh so i think that was a major win um and that was uh in part thanks to a firearms policy uh who who provided lawyers and legal aid to that that whole court battle um but I do, you know, I really think that it's important to exercise your constitutional rights. And that if anyone takes away your constitutional rights, like we are seeing today, and mind you, I am not suggesting anything. So don't think that I am going out and telling you to commit a crime. What I'm telling you to do is exercise your constitutional right. And within that, the Constitution says that if there is an authoritarian government who is taking away your rights, it is your job, your duty, to speak up against them, to rise up against them, and to fix that problem. Now, I don't want to be the one to tell you to do anything specifically, because I know what can happen these days. I know that even speaking a thought that is approved by the Constitution, that is allowed by the Constitution, will get you sent to prison because our federal government is disobeying and completely disregarding the Constitution. So... Mind you that whatever I say must be taken with a grain of salt in that regard. And I hate to put it that way, but that's the way that it is today. So if you see a problem with that, I highly suggest that you take that problem up with your representatives and see to it that this problem ends. Now, on top of that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Second Amendment, Um, because I know it's what most people focus on these days, and yes, it's going to make this episode a little bit longer than normal, but I really don't give a shit, because it's the 4th of July, it's Independence Day, you know, forgive me if I want to talk a little bit, um, so, and I'll make it a little bit brief, but I wanted to talk about self-defense specifically, and, um... That that also has to do with the ATF and some of their absolutely heinous and arbitrary laws. Um, Mind you, since when has the ATF become a legal branch, a lawmaking branch of the government? Because they are not. And I want you to remember that that the ATF should not be making laws. They are not a lawmaking branch. Of the government. They are not the judicial branch. Of the government. So of the federal government. Um, so things like SBRs. As an example. short barreled rifle. Why? Why the fuck. Is this relevant? Why in these new proposed. Uh, point system. By the ATF. To say whether your rifle is an F, uh, an SBR. Or whatever the fuck. They're trying to say. Um, It's just ludicrous, really, because who, who cares, to be honest? Why would anyone follow what the ATF is saying? I mean, these are laws designed to inhibit your ability to express your freedom purposefully so that the government can take advantage of you. Because if the government can restrict what you're doing, Based on these constitutional laws, they're more able to control you. If you were able to express your constitutional rights to the full extent of the constitution, you would not be as controllable as the government would want you to be. And I hate to say it, but that is the absolute truth and it is nothing but the truth. Because all these laws are just designed to punish legal lawful gun owners. I mean, think about what happens when you are in a self-defense shooting, right? Obviously, the police show up, okay? You would expect them to because a shooting has occurred. It's the police's responsibility to protect and serve, you know, even though they don't fucking do that because police are beyond worthless. And uh, I say that as a whole. I know, I know, and don't shit on me for it because I know Some police officers are genuinely good people, yeah, right, good people, and they believe the same thing that I do, or you do, uh, or we do, and they're looking to exercise the same rights and defend the same rights that we are. But I would argue that the majority of police are not out to do that. So you have to take that into consideration that if you get into a self defense shooting, what's going to happen? Even if you shouldn't be arrested, nine out of ten times, you're going to be arrested. If a self-defense shooting occurs within your home, which it most likely will, the police are going to illegally search your home and seize your weapons. Are you ever going to see them again? Probably not without a legal battle. And you know that lawyers cost money. So that's fucked up as it is, right? And that's just talking about our Second Amendment rights, our rights within the Constitution to self-defense, perfectly legal, yet were treated as the criminal. Even though, and mind you, in some states, the way that they've interpreted this law is beyond offensive to the Constitution. I think that absolutely every state should adopt the policy of constitutional carry. And I've gotten into arguments with people about constitutional carry because they say that constitutional carry already exists in every state because it's guaranteed within the constitution. Bull fucking shit. Constitutional carry is the idea that you don't need a license to carry a gun. Because your ability to carry a gun is guaranteed within your constitutional rights. And I 100% believe that it is. And that's not to say that I don't believe in certain things like background checks. I do support background checks. Because... You are going to get people like criminals and you are going to get people that are are mentally um, out there who want to buy a gun for malicious purposes and – there needs to be a system in place to stop that. However, that system that's put in place shouldn't be put in place to stop people from lawfully and legally buying a gun and exercising their right. I don't give a shit if you're 93 or if you're 16. Now, personally, I don't believe that anyone under a 16-year-old should be able to buy a gun Because at that point, really, mentally, you are not developed enough to understand what a gun is. And it's even pushing it for a 16-year-old. You know, I would think personally that you would need a parent's consent until you're 18, whatever. Um, I mean, I digress when it comes to that. But uh, really, these laws are put in place to kind of root out everyone possible from buying a gun, I mean, you need to be absolutely the most upstanding citizen to buy a gun, but you know what, you don't need to be the most upstanding citizen to have the natural right of defending yourself, I seriously don't give a fuck if you smoke crack, pot, you know, whatever, because you still have the right to defend yourself from somebody trying to kill you, And that's what bothers me so much is like castle doctrine as an example Uh, where other states don't adopt castle doctrine. You have a duty to retreat, which means that if there is a threat, you have to find a way out. And you're only allowed to use lethal force to defend yourself unless there is not a way out or only if there is not a way out. I'm sorry. Um, And that even applies to within your home. Now, Florida is a good state for that because castle doctrine applies to all of your property. And that includes not just your home, your yard, and your car, your vehicle. Which I think makes sense. Because if somebody's trying to break into your car and you confront them about it, and there should be no qualms with confronting somebody about breaking into your property, trying to steal your property. There should be absolutely nothing wrong with that. But say somebody is trying to break into your vehicle. Obviously, you would confront them. Be like, hey, motherfucker, what are you doing? Right? Now, sure, sometimes they're going to run off. But a lot of times they will get violent and tell you that they're going to kill you. Even if they don't say it, they might brandish a weapon or they might try to attack you. So why should you not have the right to defend yourself with lethal force in that scenario? But unfortunately, the new standard within America is that if you use lethal force to defend yourself, you... Are the one being prosecuted. And you know what. It's so unfortunate. That defense attorneys. Will tell you. That you have to kill the person. Trying to attack you. Because if you don't kill them. You run the risk of that person suing you. Taking you to court. And having the evidence to say that. To say that you. No excuse me. To say that you attacked them. That's beyond fucked up. I mean, it's within our rights, you know, it's within everybody's rights, regardless of who you are, to self-defense, to defend yourself from an attack with lethal force. And anybody that tries to take that away, in my opinion, is an enemy. There should be no discussion over whether or not you have the right to defend yourself, Or to defend other people. If you're in a gas station. You see the gas station getting robbed. Somebody brandishes a weapon. Or they do that shit like they would do in the movies. Where they stick their hand in the jacket pocket. And make it look like they have a gun. Fucking shoot them. Why would you take the chance. And run the risk of somebody else being killed. Or yourself being killed. If it looks like they have a weapon. Or if they have a weapon. To me there should be absolutely no argument against you. I don't see why the police should show up and act like you are the bad person for this. And like I said, I don't want to get into this for too long, because I could definitely talk about it for a long time. So I want you to remember that even though our system is so beyond fucked up at the moment, you still have that right. The Constitution guarantees you those rights. Our Bill of Rights guarantees you those rights. The Founding Fathers themselves said that we should have those rights. And so if you think anything other than that, I would say, I would go so far as to say that you are anti-American because you are a hindrance to our rights and to our freedoms, to our national spirit and our culture if you're saying that we aren't allowed to express our constitutional rights to the fullest extent. (laughs) And that's just how it is. If you don't like it, you are free to fucking leave the country. And I don't give a shit what anyone says. Because that's what our country is. That's our basis. And yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm being a little bit extreme. Because we need to be extreme at this point. We need to stand up and say, No, you can't fucking take our rights from us anymore. And I was happy. I was elated to see that people walked into the capitol and protested an armed protest and in other states and you know so on and so forth and by the way if you still think that the uh the capitol protest was actually an insurrection you are beyond fucking dumb because there's so much evidence that proves that people were there with the the consent of the police And if you're one of those people that goes and turns on your neighbor for showing up and supporting our constitution, you are the one that needs to be put in fucking jail. You are an absolute traitor, and there is no other way to see it. Now, briefly, I do want to talk about and introduce an idea that I've had when it comes to Um, the longevity of our country and the system that our country exists within. And that is the idea of revolution. So you know our country was founded on revolution. Um, Everyone should know that even though it's less and less taught in school. And I don't really want to get into that. I know I say I don't want to get into a lot of things because it would just make this turn into an hour-long podcast. And I know nobody wants to hear that. So I'll be short with it. And I will say that I believe that the way forward um, to preserve the Constitution is that every so often, you know, say it's 300, 400, 1,000, 10 years, whatever, whatever it happens to be, the people who believe in the original idea should take a pragmatic approach to it and Because it is within our constitutional right and duty, as I mentioned, to replace the existing government when it becomes authoritative and restrictive, and replace it with something that is based upon the Constitution, I think that when things inevitably become so progressive that they end up as they are today, or even worse. It is in everyone's duty to replace that government, and to establish something based on the original idea, the founding idea, in this case the constitution, and I think this would go for any country, and they should take a pragmatic approach to it, in that, you know, some of the ideas have to be molded around the modern times because obviously it isn't the 1700s anymore. So some things need to change and some things will change inevitably. Um, but that doesn't mean that the original ideas need to be lost. It's just that you need to find how to fit those ideas into our modern times and find some compromise so that the original idea is preserved so that all of our rights are preserved but that we can still make it work and obviously society is a hard thing to change because it will always become socially progressive as anything goes on i mean that's part of the fall of rome is that it became socially progressive, and obviously that is not the only reason, that is not the main contributor, but it is a factor in the fall of Rome. It's a factor in the fall of all countries, look at the Soviet Union as an example, social progression is almost entirely the reason that the country fell, that it dissolved, So I see that as what's happening today to America, and that we're holding on to an idea that no longer exists, and that we need to recreate this idea. So say it's every 300 years. If we need to have a revolution... 300 years to replace the government and establish people that are going to uphold our constitution then so be it i think that that's the idea and it's inevitable in my opinion that a group of people the youth of that particular generation will come together and say hey we need to fix what's going on and they'll reestablish it the country will be good until it becomes too progressive and then the cycle will repeat and now i'd love to hear the comments that you guys have about that because it's definitely worth talking over and there's a lot more that i want to say about it that i won't say about it um because unfortunately with our modern society (laughs) and our government at the time i just like everyone else have to be fearful of what i say because if i say the wrong thing you know what they're gonna fucking kill my dog they're gonna raid my home they're gonna kill me and they're gonna kill my girlfriend and that's the unfortunate reality that doesn't happen to everyone the lucky people get put in prison if you consider that lucky so i would say that don't go there you know what and I, I I don't think that my opinions are radical. I think that my opinions are definitely within my rights, and they're definitely expressible. Um, and I don't want to hurt anyone. I mean, I, unfortunately, I need to say that, and I think that everyone needs to say that is that nobody needs to be hurt. I mean, if if you're if you're talking about an idea, you know, okay, maybe you hurt somebody's opinions, and that's Uh, That's unfortunate for them Fucking whatever Who gives a shit But Your sole purpose Should not be to kill people Your sole purpose Should not be to hurt people Your sole purpose Should not be hatred And vengeance And all things evil Because ultimately Seeking hatred and evil Is only going to bring you down And it's going to tarnish And distinguish The idea that you support And that's the problem, I think. There are far too many people who see that uh, whites, as an example, are being persecuted these days. And so what do they do? They say, oh, well, all black people should be exterminated. And that is not the right way to think. No, you should not be thinking that about people just because they're different and just because these things are happening to you. You should stand up and you should, stand, uh, you should fight for your rights, but it doesn't mean that you need to genocide people to accomplish that. That is absolutely the wrong thing to do. So I want you to really, truly read the Constitution Think about it. I mean, read the Federalist Papers. You know, all these quotes that come from our founding fathers. And there are so many good things to learn from them that you can take into your daily life. And it's not just the founding fathers. I mean, it's so many other people throughout history that have said these things and that you can learn from. So... You know, this was a a, uh, a more passionate rant, I think. It's gone on a little bit longer than I would have liked it to. But also, if you didn't like it, go fuck yourself. Stop listening to me. Because it's Independence Day, motherfucker. That's all I care about. Is our independence. And if you've forgotten what it took to get our independence. And what our independence ensures. You are in the wrong place. Unless you're looking to learn something. Because if you're looking to learn something, you're in the right place. And I hope that I've taught you something. I genuinely hope that either you sympathize with what I'm saying, or you can agree with something, or you find it interesting, or you learn something. You know, just think about it. And even if your ideas don't specifically match mine, I think that we all have a common goal. And that is to fucking fix this world because it's fucked up. So, I want to leave it at that and say thank you guys. You know, thank you guys for supporting me the way that you do uh for talking to me. I've met so many great people since I've gotten involved with politics, since I've started antiquated ideas. Um really, I just can't I can't say it enough. It is you guys have been great and it, it's weird because honestly i feel like i embarrass myself sometimes and you guys remind me that i'm not that i'm just passionate about what i believe in and that everyone should be passionate about what they believe in and that you guys enjoy listening to me be passionate about something and i truly hope that it inspires you guys to be passionate the same way that i am Um, because my opinion my true belief is that If I can change one or two people's opinions, if I can truly change them and get them to see what I see, then they can go on and change somebody else's opinion. And through that system, hopefully we can get enough people to believe the right thing, to be righteous and just and support freedom, that something might change in the future. And that's what I aim to do so thank you guys again um antiquated ideas you know twitter instagram all the regular bullshit thank you guys